I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am super excited for today's conversation with my friend and astrology twin, Jenny Kearns from Cycle Talk. So if you don't know what an astrology twin is, <laughs> neither did I until I met Jenny. So Jenny and I, we actually discovered each other through a mutual friend on Instagram. And first of all, we realized that we were both manifestors, human design and manifestors, which we thought was pretty exciting and fun because manifestors are only a small percentage of the population. I think like 9% or something like that. So it's always fun when you meet or discover another manifester. And then we discovered that we were both born the same year And then we quickly discovered that we were only born about six or six and a half hours apart. So quickly, Jenny and I became friends and I also discovered her work over at Cycle Talk. So you all know by now we're 131 episodes deep and you all know how much I absolutely love talking about periods and hormones and helping women really feel empowered and like so proud about their menstrual cycle. And that's exactly what Jenny's all about too. So I just got super excited to find my astrology twin (laughs) and um, I thought it was so cool that she also loves talking about periods and I also received a few requests a while back to have someone on the show or to record an episode myself about the cycle and the four different phases of the cycle but how they relate to different inner seasons so like inner winter, inner fall, inner spring, and inner summer. And Jenny really loves approaching the menstrual cycle in this way. So that's exactly what we talk about throughout today's episode. And I know you are absolutely going to love it because we all love period chats around here. Now, when I am recording this intro for you to listen to, I am just entering ovulation, which is our inner summer. So in this episode, Jenny talks all about what that actually means and ways for us to care for ourselves 
throughout the different phases of the menstrual cycle or throughout the different inner seasons. And like I said, I just know you're going to love this episode and I hope you're all having a great week so far. It's Wednesday, which means tomorrow is October 1st, but also the full moon. Now, I don't know about you ladies, but I can always sense when the full moon is just a few days away. So I always kind of um, have an idea that, okay, the full moon should be coming because I pay attention to that stuff. I pay attention to the fact that the new moon just happened a couple weeks ago and so the full moon should be on its way. Anyways, so I have like a general idea every month that, you know, whether it's the full or the new moon that's coming up next, but I don't generally know the exact date until I look it up. Now, just today, um, it's Tuesday when I'm recording this intro, and I was just feeling like usually around the full moon, I kind of get this tight head feeling, and it's not necessarily a headache, but it's more like head tension, and I'm feeling a little bit tired and a little bit, um, a little bit wobbly, and um, I always feel this way around the full moon. So of course, I just do a quick Google about when the full next full moon is. And of course, it's on October 1st. So two days away from when I first started experiencing those symptoms. And it seriously happens every single month. So I just encourage you to maybe tune in to how you feel on a monthly basis and whether or not that corresponds with the new or the full moon. It's really, really interesting and I think it's so cool to just be more in tune with your body and understand like why you might be feeling that way and how it can really be simply related to the moon. It's so fascinating. And just one more thing, just a reminder that if you are wanting to dive deeper into the relationship that you have with yourself, become more in tune and just feel at home in your body and in your soul. I am accepting new clients inside my 12-week group coaching program called Back Home to You. And so if you're interested in learning more in this small, intimate group coaching program that I'm now offering, you can go to megdoll.com slash back home to you to read more. I also have little snippets of what my clients are saying, and you can definitely stay tuned for a special episode all about um, what it means to come back home to yourself. I'm really excited, but that's all I'm going to say for now. And like I said, if you are interested in my guidance along your self-healing and your self-love journey, I would love to book a discovery call with you and make sure my group coaching program would be the perfect fit for you. So 
just go to megdoll.com slash back home to you and we can chat more. You can um, just email me through that link. All right, ladies. So we are going to head over to the episode that I recorded with my friend Jenny. And like I said, you're going to love it. Get ready for some period chats. Hey Jenny, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on with me this week. Hi, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here too. Yeah, you bet. So I gave everyone a heads up that you are basically my astrology twin. So (laughs) I am sure they are dying to meet you because I mean, I personally think that is so cool that I met someone on Instagram that was literally born just a few hours like <laughs> after me, right? Yeah. I'm technically um, we are like a few six hours apart. Yeah. 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 So I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like six and a half hours older than me. I just think but that's we so literally funny. are astrology and human design twins. I've never seen anyone like our charts are exactly, almost exactly the same. Yeah, we have like two gates that are different. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I just think that is so bananas because I always get really excited whenever I meet someone, whether that's on social media or in real life, you know, when they have a birthday that's like within a couple of days of yours, you're like, ooh, we're both like June babies or whatever. Um, but usually the year is different, so it doesn't really like, mm. it's not like super, super exciting, but it's still exciting. And then when you mm. and I found each other, it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, same year, same everything. Um, yeah. yeah, we have the same human design type, everything, but, um, you're actually technically like a cancer son, right? Yeah. So I, I was born at 626 on June 21st. So technically I'm three minutes into being a cancer son, but I've also been told like that is so close that I have technically like a Gemini and cancer cusp Cusp. son. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. An astrologer told me that in January and I was like, wow. But then she told me, she was like, you're not like the, you wouldn't be the normal cancer type because you are so close to Gemini season like you're going to be more intellectual exactly and I have a lot of friends that are very very great and know so much about astrology and I've also worked with like a lot of intuitive healer type people in the past and I've had so many people like so many of those people not even know my date of birth and they've Uh asked me if I'm a cancer which is so (laughs) interesting because it's like you know I am still born in like that Gemini season but again just hours away from being born in that cancer season so all the astrologers that I've ever worked with or like intuitive healers they've always told me to look at both like Gemini sun and cancer sun stuff because they also don't see me as like a true Gemini. Mm, Yeah. 
Yeah. We also are both in our Saturn returns, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. So, okay. We've been talking about astrology, (laughs) but people still don't know who you are. So Jenny, introduce yourself to everyone. Like, let's chat about you, what you do. And um, everyone also knows that you love talking about periods, which is another thing that we have in common. So just give a little intro about you. Yeah. So I'm Jenny Kearns. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I work as a virtual assistant, and then I also am a period coach, which I love doing. So a lot of my work is on just empowering women and like actually giving them very simple information about their period so that they can make empowered choices and like understand their bodies much more because it's information that most of us were not taught when we were young. (laughs) Totally. Like, don't you wish that was just common curriculum in health class I really I really wish that it was and I kind of like one of my dreams is to be able to eventually teach like younger people um, about cycles in schools oh my gosh just because like the reason I started cycle talk my um, brand where I talk about periods is because like I wish that I had that mm-hmm yeah so let's talk more about that like what was your relationship with your cycle when you were younger because typically when women like us get into an area of work such as Mm -hmm. like holistic nutrition or spiritual coaching like myself or you Mm -hmm. know cycle talk like you do now there's a reason Um, from a past experience as to what why we were guided (laughs) that way so why don't you share a little bit more about your journey with us yeah so um I'll go with what I studied in college I studied it's biomedicine but it's like pre-med and my intention was to actually become an OBGYN and then undergrad was like very difficult for me so I graduated um with that degree but I knew that like I would eventually want to work somehow in women's health. Um, I also, after undergrad, I went back to school and became an integrative nutrition coach. And from that, I decided to specialize in period coaching and women's health. My personal story with my period is that um, the first period that I ever had, I was a late bloomer. So like my first period was when I was a freshman in high school. And I had, um, when I started my period that day, I didn't even realize what was happening. Like someone else told me and I was so embarrassed that even like 15 years later, I can still remember the outfit that I was wearing. Um, but someone told me that like I had blood on my pants and I went to the nurse and like, didn't tell her what was going on because I was of course so embarrassed. And I convinced her to let me go home. And then I didn't tell anyone about it at home um and I like I wasn't prepared um I kind of knew what was happening but I was I was so embarrassed and I didn't really know what to do like I didn't even know that my doll was a thing (laughs) um until I was like in college which wait no I was a little younger than that but yeah so I had a very shameful first period and then um you know, as I was like looking for birth control options, um, 
I learned about IUDs and I had never known about those. And then I got like an ovarian cyst after I got my IUD. I didn't know about those. So it's all like information that connects to, um, again, what I wish I knew and just trying to decrease shame around periods and to normalize the conversation. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I really want to talk more about that first day that you actually had your period. Like, yeah, I think all of us, because it was kind of funny when you said, I can remember exactly what I was wearing that day, because I can also remember exactly what I was wearing the day that I first got my period for the very first time. Um, and I was in grade six um, so okay. yeah, it wasn't like, you know, in high school or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I, I remember, you know, my mom kind of telling me that it might be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of were doing like, she bought me a book and stuff like that. But still, when I got it, I also went home for the whole day because I just like, didn't want to be anywhere and I was just like nothing happened at school you know like I never had blood on Uh my pants or anything like that but like I just wanted to be home and like crawl into my bed and it was just so weird to me I just like didn't like it and that's really Mm -hmm. sad to me and then you had a similar experience too yeah I also um (laughs) this is kind of funny but I remember that like my brother like wanted me to hang out with him that day or to like play a game with him and I told him no repeatedly and he was like why don't you want to like play this game with me and I just I didn't tell him why I just acted like not really rude but I was just like I'm not playing with you <laughs> but I didn't want to because I was on my period yeah yeah so how would you now approach like a situation like that? I know you mentioned before you have a vision of yourself actually going into schools and, you know, your mission is to actually empower younger women, maybe in high school or when they around the time that they're getting their period. And you want to actually get them like confident and maybe even excited about their cycles, right? So how would you approach that? Because you and I sitting here, like we're two women, had very similar experiences about being so just very uncomfortable with the whole situation, not excited, not confident about it at all. We just felt Mm -hmm. very like ashamed maybe or like Mm. scared, right? So how and I know we're not the only people that experienced it this way right (laughs) most women probably do so how would you approach that so future generations don't have to feel like how you and I did yeah well I would um so I'm thinking of my own nieces and that is what also inspired me to start Cycle Talk. Like I call, I call myself your cool aunt because it's very inspired by all of my nieces. And I'm like, I want them to know this information. So my approach to it would be like telling um, girls or anyone who has a uterus like way younger. So my oldest niece is 10 and she visited a couple of weeks ago. And we like talked all about periods and boobs and 
Um, so she, like, she knows, and she's in fifth grade, I think. So my approach would just be, you know, adding in that education to school, it's very needed. And just saying like, um, when you have, when you get your period, it's not only a week of bleeding, you actually have three other phases to your cycle. Um, it's not like this thing that's meant to be doomed or awful, like you can do something about it. And these other three phases in your cycle affect your period. And there's like things that you can do to um, better your period. Like PMS is not a thing that has to happen. Um, so it, I would just want that information delivered and want them, I want them to know all of that. Yeah. So <laughs> and somehow, you know, tell it in like a way that's not overwhelming. For but sure. Then, so like kind of introducing it at a younger age and then gradually like telling them more as they get older. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Like we definitely do need to start so much younger than we probably even mm -hmm. think, right? So yeah. how does your niece receive this information? Like, is she excited at 10 years old? Like, how is her response about talking about boobs and stuff like and periods so curious well she is so cute she is very curious like she's asking all these questions she asked me um so we were watching like a rom-com and they said um it was the wedding planner was mm. what we were watching yeah. like just while we painted our nails and at the beginning they say the word vagina and she looked at me and she's like what's a vagina and I I whispered I was like have your parents not talked to you about sex so her and I had a conversation and she was just like oh okay and um she's very like receptive to the information she wants to know what's happening um like we talked about bras and you know she would mention like how they're so uncomfortable and I was like yeah they are aren't they um and she is like not excited about her period but I have yet to tell her you know there's all of these other things to your period like it's kind of exciting yeah but so I didn't I didn't is. go super yeah I didn't go super into like talking about her period probably because she is 10 um but I you know explained what would happen and we talked about puberty and stuff like that so cool so yeah, do you think she's, so she's kind of more interested and in like asking you questions because you were the one who maybe started like initiating the conversations in the first place or was it the other way around no I think that is why she talks to me about it because she's heard me like say that I'm on my period multiple times um or she'll when she was younger, like she would see my tummy and I would be bloated and she'd like wonder if I was pregnant. Be like, no, I'm just like on my period. So I think that she's used to me talking about it. Mm -hmm. She knows that like she knows that she's going to get a period. And I think she just feels comfortable talking to me about that. And she's she's obviously very open to asking all the questions. Yeah, I think it. I think she felt comfortable because it's just been like a very common thing. I don't. I mean, she's known that 
like she's hung out with me when I was on my period for a long like since she was really little so it's very yeah that's so cool and such a great point to make because I think that when like our caregivers whether that's like a mom or whoever we live with like if if it's not something that they ever talk about like how are Mm -hmm. we gonna feel comfortable with it when it does come right but if you kind of normalize it like that just makes so much sense Mm -hmm. yeah because if you don't hear it talked about then you think it is a shameful thing that's how I felt. I mean, I have two older sisters, so I like knew what pads and tampons are, but it was never like no one has ever, no one ever um, voiced that they needed to like take a nap or um, take care of themselves because they were on their period. Wow. Hey, so let's talk more about taking care of ourselves. And I know you mentioned like the four phases of the cycle just briefly Mm -hmm. earlier. And typically, most of my listeners are very familiar with the fact that, you know, we have four different phases of our Mm -hmm. cycle. But in the past, I have referred to them as like, winter, spring, summer, fall. And I've Mm -hmm. received questions about that after I referred to them as that. So Uh I think you're the perfect person to dive deeper into that topic with us today and chat more about these four phases in terms of seeing them as like inner seasons, right? Yeah. So I shifted my language around Um, like the medical name for phases two seasons because I realized that people were having trouble remembering like the name of the phases and what order that they went in and then it makes so much sense I mean I heard this idea from a book and I was like oh it makes so much sense that our winter would be called like our menstrual phase would be the inner winter because you're wanting to hibernate and like not socialize like you're cozied up in a corner Um, with tea and chocolate do you want to go through the other ones yeah let's do it and then maybe we can like um just briefly go through all the four um seasons right now Mm -hmm. and I love like the reasoning why you think it's more beneficial to refer to them as inner seasons because yeah it is so much easier to remember like what order they go in and maybe like what actually happens during each of those phases that sort of thing but maybe if you want to give us a kind of like an overview and then we can go back and talk about some ways that we can actually care for ourselves in each of those seasons yeah okay so winter is the menstrual phase that's when you've started your period and just a fun fyi if you're tracking your period day one doesn't actually like if you're tracking your period and you start spotting that's not actually day one day one is considered like when you're full-on bleeding um and what's happening hormonally this week is that all your hormone levels are at their low like all-time low and that's why you're so exhausted and obviously like you're on your period so your body is getting rid of that egg um and then during spring or what's called the follicular phase your hormone levels will slowly rise um i myself can experience anxiety in this phase because sometimes it's like i am um i'm thinking of everything i didn't get done in my winter phase 
Girl, so you can I have am like overwhelmed right now. Are I'm you in spring Aww. right now? And I all week I was just kind of like, yeah, um, definitely waking up with anxiety, and I literally mm. had to make a list of my to dos, right, and write them all out. Mm. And then I was like, okay, Meg, just pick one thing that you're gonna do right now. Just pick one rather than looking at like this huge to-do list, right? And that really helped. But it's yeah. funny that you bring that up because that's a, the exact season that I'm in right now. I was totally feeling that way. Yeah. And part of it is as well, like as your energy le- level is rising back up, you can feel really frazzled and kind of out of your body. So my number one tip for that phase is always to really work on staying grounded. That's what I have to do. So like daily walks really help me in that phase. Mm -hmm. So the next phase is your inner summer or ovulation. And during this phase, it's, it's related to inner summer because like you want to see all the people you're essentially like a social butterfly. And because of the levels of hormones uh, in your brain, you're actually wired best for communication. Like it's a really good week to network, um, and see friends like if virtually or whatever because of COVID. And then, well, I also am going to add that that week can be seen as like this superstar week and people can feel like a superwoman, but there's also ovulation cramps and pains during that week. So some people don't have like a great time with ovulation. And then the last phase is fall. That's also called luteal phase. And it's the inner fall because you are getting ready to bleed again and it's like a time to let go and kind of wrap things up um I personally do a lot of like nesting during that phase and that's also because of people will nest or they will like work on their homes because of the presence of progesterone during that phase that causes a nesting desire very cool. So do yeah. you have a favorite phase of all the phases? Yes. Mine is surprisingly my inner fall. I feel most like myself. I feel like, like I, wait, do you cuss on this show? Yeah, or do not? it. <laughs> um, I feel like I just give like less of a shit in my luteal phase. And I allow, like, I'm very okay if I'm angry at something. Um, And it's also, so because of that presence of progesterone, you have what's called improvement brain. And it just means that you're able to see where like the title indicates, like things can improve. So sometimes you um, can see like what you want to shift in your relationship or like shift in your job. And I like, I mean, that aspect is annoying, but I like it because I will like journal how I'm feeling. And then I take the next cycle to work on shifting those things. Um, And I like the luteal phase too, because it just kind of makes me feel like a rebel. (laughs) Yeah, I also... Or the fall phase. Yeah, the fall phase. I really enjoy that as well I also really love inner winter just really love it Mm. yeah I love it um okay so what about little 
self-care practices for each of the phases for our mm-hmm. listeners, if you don't mind? Yeah. So during the inner winter, when you're actually bleeding, really thing, really good things to do are like to cancel things on your calendar, ask for support from friends or a partner, um, journal. Something about that's interesting about the inner winter is that you're actually able to receive like very intuitive gut messages because those hormone levels are so low. So journaling is a great idea. Um, giving yourself like more time to get ready for things, to be very kind to yourself. Um, if you want to, you go on like a slow walk, but also sometimes if you actually work out, well, not sometimes, if you work out while you're bleeding, it like stresses your body out more. Yeah. Um, I personally find that. So I have talked about this on the show before, but like I do kind of like a workout program and you know there's three workouts a week and blah 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 Mm -hmm. so when I'm on my period I take the entire week off because what I have noticed that if I do that then I feel better for my entire Mm -hmm. rest of my cycle versus if I am just like which I don't do this but if I take like even the first two days off of my cycle, right? And then I mm-hmm. go back into working out right away, I feel more just off and wonky and I have more symptoms like for the rest of my cycle versus if I just take that entire week off just to kind of enjoy my inner winter, I can go back to my workouts and my entire cycle is like so enjoyable yeah it makes so much sense because you would be stressing your body out and then that would affect the rest of your cycle yeah yeah it's definitely like or if you you know like continue to just try to get a lot of work done during your mental or during your winter phase, then you're probably going to feel exhausted, like by your luteal phase. Yeah. Very exhausted. Yeah. So permission to just completely, you know, take some chill time during that inner winter. Yes. That's awesome. So much, so much permission. So for the next phase, which is the inner spring, this is when we're like open to new things. We feel really creative. This is a really good time for as far as like self-care. This is a great time to um, like just play and have fun. Maybe take like a new dance class, take a spontaneous spontaneous trip. Um, It's a really good time to book invasive doctor's appointments because like your body feel doesn't feel as sensitive during that phase. So like it'd be a really good time to like book a pap smear. Um, and then another thing that I would say for self-care is like plan events that you want to do, like during your inner summer, when you know that you're going to want to be connecting with people. That makes sense. Yeah. And then to stay grounded, which I stay grounded, which I said earlier, that's really, that's very important. Yeah. So like outdoor walks, connecting with nature, meditation, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And then for inner summer, you said this is 
more of like a feeling social time period, but how can we like best care for ourselves? Yeah. Um, best thing to care for your best way to care for yourself would be this because you can have so much energy. This is actually a really good time to try like an intense workout. Um, and then like check in with yourself. Like, do you want to interact with people? Like, are you feeling social? Do you want to do that? Or do you want to like have a night in? Um, and then you also want to be careful. There's like a tendency to, when you're in your summer and you have all that energy, sometimes like if you plan around your cycle, like if you plan like calendar events and stuff like that, it can be really easy to, um, plan like all bunch of socialness for your inner fall <laughs> like to just remember that you are probably not going to continue want to feeling be that way <laughs> yeah yeah that makes so much sense yeah because you're like feeling all outgoing during the inner summer planning stuff for the following week but those hormones are gonna start declining yeah yeah awesome um and then for the final one, the inter, inner fall. So some really good self-care ideas for this is like, I joke about um, using the middle finger emoji. <laughs> I love it. It would be a great time to get a tattoo. Do you know what phase you were in when you got your last <gasps> tattoo? That is such <laughs> a good question. Okay. I am pulling up my phone right now. Oh, Wow. I was actually in my inner fall. Nailed it. <laughs> Crazy. I got my period the very next week. Like exactly oh a week my later. Gosh. You were in your inner fall. So That's why? So Tell us. Well, it's just because um you are able to see like the bullshit in situations like you're more likely to um speak up for yourself and to set boundaries and just like you're very you want to do your own thing so getting a tattoo is you know wow doing your own thing and like maybe some people wouldn't want you to get a tattoo but you're like I want to get tattooed my fall face wow that is super super cool yeah I love I love that that is how that happened yeah. Um, another great thing is to like unsubscribe from emails that you know you're never going to read and that's like another that would be an example of nesting like I'm always I almost like want to organize the whole house when I'm in my luteal phase mm. and the way that um luteal slash inner fall works is like during the first half your energy is still high yeah but then during the second half your hormones have decreased and when they meet their like all time low that's what triggers your period to start um so just being mindful that like you might just watching for that middle part of the cycle where you're gonna or for the phase where you're gonna want to hibernate and take time alone yeah I totally um can reflect back on this past inner fall and I remember thinking like oh I feel so great this week and then it was by the end of it like the day before my period came I was seriously thinking like okay this is exactly how I feel 
when I'm on my period. Like I, it was the day before my period came and I was just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just kind of want to be by myself. And I didn't feel like working. I was just kind of like, what is the bare minimum I could do today? I didn't show up on, you know, I wasn't like on my Instagram stories talking to anyone, like nothing like that. And I just thought that was super interesting because I didn't have my period at the time. And I was just kind of like, this is weird. Like my period must be coming because this is how I usually feel like day one of my cycle. And then it came the next day. So I was like, this totally makes sense. Yeah. That's so funny. Awesome. Well, we went through the entire cycle and obviously this is just kind of scratching the surface. So this is something Mm -hmm. that you talk a lot about, obviously, on your cycle talk platform. So why don't Mm -hmm. you tell everyone a little bit more about how they can connect and learn more from you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Cycle Talk, all one word. And I talk a lot about the inner seasons. Um, I just talked about IUDs today. Um, I had a whole like Instagram live about that because it's a very hot topic right now. Um, and I offer one-on-one coaching like for three months or six months. So people can connect with me on Instagram there and they can ask me questions. Very cool. Well, you are such a great friend to have over on Instagram. So I will link up your accounts over um, in our show notes so everyone can find you. And thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on the show this week. But I have one last question that I Mm -hmm. ask all of my guests, and that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Um. I would say that to me, it means that even if or when I cry, I'm still unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Crying is so therapeutic. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing a group coaching program right now back home to you. And basically every single session, someone lets tears out. And you can tell that like initially people you know, your knee jerk reaction is kind of to hold those tears back. Like, I don't want to cry on camera, that sort of thing. But I'm like, if they're coming up, like we got to release them because they are so healing. Yeah. I love that. Well, all of us should go cry (laughs) at some point (laughs) this week. I know I've been doing a lot of crying lately. So anyways, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us this week. I know the girls are going to love this episode and you'll definitely be back. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 